snap. Let's go, baby. Here we are. Today's December 1st. Here we go. Hold on. I got to turn off the instant player right here. Um, I'm all alone in the studio. <laughs> I'm all alone in the studio today. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen. Um, there we go. We got it. Uh, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, the Good Bad, no- Good, Bad More headquarters is on fire right now. We are in shambles. Um, I'm sick, if you can't tell by the tone of my voice. By the tone of my voice. <clears throat> I'm going to be cutting in and out. I'm just like, I'm really congested. I've got that nasty post-nasal drip that just seems to like linger all around the holiday season. <sighs> you know, I'm like constantly swallowing. It's just not good for radio and radio activities. Um, anyways, the GBM headquarters are on fire. The holiday season has gotten us really, really amped up. And Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You has taken half the shows off of the air right now. So we are the privileged few that get to go on instead of occupying those airwaves designated for Mariah Carey. Um, yeah, Finn is not here, as you may may tell. Actually, oh, Finn is here. Wait. Oh, here he is. Oh, look at me. I'm Finn. Oh, I'm Finn. I have really bad takes that give people bad fantasy advice. <laughs> Whoa, Finn, was that just <laughs> Was that you, Finn? Whoa. No, I'm just kidding. It's just me. So we got a, a really interesting episode where it's just Ryan, the permanent guest, today. Now Ryan, the uh, semi-permanent. No, wait. That's that's uh, that's contradicting. Um, the semi-frequent host. Because actually, if you remember our first episode this year, not on Spotify for you Spotify listeners, but our first episode this year was actually recorded because Finn had COVID, so he had to call in. So I was the semi uh the semi-frequent host. So I'm back. I'm putting on my big boy pants. I'm really proud of myself. Uh, if you were listening on air, I was just bumping some hot 50 cent into club. I'm feeling amped, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so glad to be back. I hope you guys all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. <clears throat> I hope you guys all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I did. Even when the Lions lost, I got to watch some football with my family. And I got to share the joy of watching the, <laughs> watching the Lions lose. But honest to God, Thanksgiving was an excellent day. Watching the football, the football was fantastic. Oh, my God. Can we do that every single year? I mean, like, Lions, you expect to have a bad matchup. But, like, holy shit, they played their hearts out. That was a great game. Maybe some poor clock management. But, you know, some clean up the mistakes, and it goes either way. Um, Vikings took on the Patriots in the afternoon game. That one was surprisingly competitive as well until the fourth when Mac Jones decided to Mac Jones as well. Excuse me. And finally, we had the, the, I think it was probably, oh, shoot, I can't even remember who played. I'm so silly. It's been a long, long week. Actually, a week ago today, Cowboys, Giants, Cowboys, Giants. Yeah, Cowboys absolutely fleeced the Giants, did a really good job. Um, Yeah, they're legit. Giants kind of getting exposed. They've lost two of their last five, or two of their last five, yeah, so they're two and three since week uh, eight. Yeah, starting with week 13 now. So, yeah, Thanksgiving was great. Last Sunday was awesome. We can get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, Josh Jacobs, the all-filer, playing with uh, all nine of his children in mind when he gained a 300 all-purpose yards, doing his best Jamal Charles impression. Remember that name, Jamal Charles? All you fantasy uh, fantasy old heads out there will remember 2014 Jamal Charles. I remember. I do. I really I wanted nothing more than a Jamal Charles jersey. But this year, I'm only going to be asking for a Jameson Williams jersey, number 18. I want it all gray. So, um we set up a P.O. box, you know, just send some jerseys in. Do it. 
Seriously, don't send any jerseys. If anything, buy it for yourself. They're gosh darn expensive. Anywho, uh, Josh Jacobs putting up uh, close to 50 points. Um, one of the only 50, like close to 50 point performances this whole year. Uh, I believe last year we had a Tyreek Hill game still in the Chiefs. He dropped 50. I think it was against the Chargers. Speaking of Chargers, Justin Herbert finally living up to um, living up to his potential for the first time reaching above 30 points this season. I've had Justin Herbert. He's been my starting quarterback, and yeah, he's been serviceable. I'm you know lingering around those 10, 11, 12 numbers, but he he really hasn't had that like stellar QB performance. QB one on the week, I believe, putting up 30 points. It's just really great to see, especially going into playoffs, and that will be a narrative that you guys should really be following. Um, week 13 right now, that means the playoffs are, I believe, not next week, but the week after that for 18 playoffs, of course. If it is uh, 14, maybe 16, I can't. Now, 16 with a, a first-round bye, maybe, then it's going to be in three weeks. But, you know, playoffs are coming up, so that's definitely going to be something that I want to dive into. Um yeah, you guys are going to hear a lot about that. I think the playoffs are coming a lot sooner than many people think, and it's it's really competitive. I know in my league, um, I feel like it's anybody's game except for the the scragglers, the three and sevens, and the four, uh, the three and three and nines, week eleven. No, no, no. yeah, three and nines, the four and eights. Um, you know, you're looking you're looking for something good. I'm five and seven right now in my big money league. It's really anybody's game, and I have like a like I have a fifty percent chance of making it. I just need to win out, so I'm really, really looking forward to these next few weeks of football. And it's it's kind of gotten really competitive. Last week was one of the highest scoring weeks of uh, the year. Lowest score in uh, my league was a nice, cool eighty three points. Just that's I'm gonna attribute it to like solid quarterback play. I think everyone was really happy with their quarterback performances. You had your usual suspects, you know, Kyler, Josh Allen, Lamar, Tom Brady, all putting up 23 points. Derek Carr, if you're starting him, put up, I think it was close. Uh, no, wait. Derek Carr put up 23 against the Seahawks, another great game. We also had people like, excuse me, we also had Jalen Hurts running all over, running all over in the Eagles uh, with Miles Sanders in the backfield. Also had a lovely game. Eagles looking good. A.J. Brown back on pace. Looking ahead now, week 13, we already had a, we had a pretty good game under. We had, we had a good game already. We had Josh Allen taking the Patriots on in Gillette Stadium in New England. Um, I don't know. If you had Josh Allen, I think you were expecting a little bit more. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you had Josh Allen, I think you were expecting a little bit more, especially because Stephon Diggs outscored him with about 18.7. Josh Allen rocking with 18.3. And, I, you know, Patriots weren't really com- making that competitive in the second half. You, you thought maybe – like just maybe if they got the like the run game developed, I thought the Patriots were gonna be a little bit more formidable in the passing attack as well. Von Miller placed on IR. Oh, hold on. I'm trying to get this. Man, this is why Finn. This is why I need Finn. Finn knows how to do the soundboard. Um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out how to do the soundboard here. Maybe this will do it. No, not doing it. Anyways, just imagine. Close your eyes and imagine that there's a wee 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 injury alert. Sound effect, you got to hope that's a cramp. But Von Miller has been placed on the IR slot. Interestingly, came before his tweet, or came after his tweet today when he said that he was going to be ready next week to play against the Jags, I believe. Bills pass, like, I think Bills pass rush, pass rush especially. I think Von Miller wasn't especially good. It wasn't, like, super-duper good, obviously. He's an all-pro talent, but he wasn't really anything good against the run. But now I just think that 
anybody playing the Bills has a little bit more of an easier time with the passing attack. And that's what I would have hoped to see tonight against the Patriots. But the Patriots just couldn't get anything going. Their special teams looked like shit. A lot of delay of games, horrible punts, missed field goals by Nick Folk. Um, just not really good. Anyways, looking ahead at Week 13, we're hoping to see big matchups with the 49ers against Miami. I foresee the 49ers being able to just kind of like, I think, give them a really good a really good challenge because Miami's been really hot, winning their last five. Last five, they're on a five-game winning streak, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, I think it's larger than that. I don't think they've lost since Tua has been out and injured. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna count on that. Someone's gonna have to fact check me here. But Dolphins are hot, and I think the Niners are finally gonna be the ones who maybe not stop them. I'm, I'm not. I think it's anybody's game, really, especially with Chris McCaffrey, who I will also get into later, being a little bit of a injury designation, and Jeff Wilson being placed on IR as well. To nobody's surprise, Jeff Wilson. If you, if you had him last year, you know that he wasn't gonna be healthy for long, and especially CMC too. Yeah, I, I, I'm shocked that he made it this far without any <clears throat> injury concerns. Excuse me. Ah, sorry, that post-nasal drip is killing me. I really want to get on Flonase, but or like do one of those steroid things where you sniff it up your nose. But I know that you can get addicted to them. Like, I met someone who's addicted to those like nasal sprays. It's real. <laughs> Watch out for those, ladies and gentlemen. That's uh, that's my <laughs> that's my advice. I'm better at fantasy advice, anyways. Um, Chargers players. Get ready for Las Vegas and the Raiders coming fresh off of their win against the Seahawks. I know if Finn was here, he would be he would be really upset. Um, I know we funny enough, we were on another talk show last Tuesday. It was um <clears throat> oh, shit, I'm totally blanking on the name right now. I'm so fucking sorry. It's been a long day, ladies and gentlemen. Uh it's not save wavelength. It's uh not a phase? No no. I can't remember what it is. I think it's not a phase. I, I, I it's Brady, Brady Francisco and Char, Char L, Charlotte La. I can't remember the last name. I'm totally embarrassing myself by forgetting our lovely co-hosts. They had us on. We talked about stuff. It was excellent sharing the love of the fantasy talk. But we talked about how our teams lost both last week. Uh, Raiders beat the Seahawks. Went into I, I believe it was a home game for the Raiders. And ladies and gentlemen, I think the Raiders are the new Lions. Believe it or not, that's what I actually that was my that was my big takeaway from that game. I think that the, they're the new uh, Lions. They're going to be keeping this game competitive, with Josh Jacobs being so excellent at running the ball and playing football. And you know, Devontae Adams downfield. They'll be looking to get Darren Waller back. I believe either this week or next week. Same with Hunter Renfro. So they're going to be making games competitive, but their defense cannot stop shit. So. I think if you're playing the if you're playing the Raiders, you're looking in good shape. So Chargers players get ready. I'm looking for Mike Will if he stays healthy, Keenan Allen if he stays healthy as well. But obviously the big two, Justin Jefferson and Austin Eckler. Let's go. I'm ready to feast. And finally, another big story. Wee woo wee woo. We've got an injury alert. It's Travis Etienne hurt his foot in the first first quarter against the Ravens, and he's hopeful to play against the Lions this Sunday. If he's active, be ready to start him. But you need to keep track of this man, monitor his status. You know. Um, make sure he's doing all right. I think I, there hasn't been any big, big news. I think he might have just been a limited participant in practice, and obviously limited is a very broad term, especially going down. You maybe you maybe want to be looking out for that. Um, people you could stream. I'm looking at Jarek McKinnon if he stays healthy as well. He had an injury designation following Sunday's game. Kyron Williams, the new head of the Rams' backfield, he's honestly my big stream for. Um, Excuse me, Travis Etienne owners. If you don't have James Robinson, I'd be looking for that. Um, oh wait, shit. 
James Robinson isn't on the he's not on the Jags anymore. Who would you start instead? Oh, oh my god. Anyways, a Jags backfield, uh whoever his backup is. Anyways, I'm going to get into these this week's starts and sits and like I said, I can't really figure out the is it the Insta player? Hold on. Oh. Yes. Yes. presents this week's fantasy picks. Let's go. I figured out the soundboard. I'm such a big boy. Oh, yeah. Big blunder. Big blunder for me not, not figuring out how to use the soundboard. God, I'm so proud of myself. I was so scared to go in all by myself because Finn is our audio guy. Funny enough, he's on a job right now doing audio um, for another uh, for another show. He's honestly he's he's so talented. He's he's so multifaceted. He's directing one day. He's doing audio gigs the other. He's got his radio license, fantasy show on Thursday. So he's been a really busy bee. So have I. But you know my work is more stationary, writing long lengthy essays about historical topics. So you know different strokes. But anyways, before we get into this week's fantasy starts and sits, I'd like to do a couple shouts out uh, shout outs or a couple reminders. The voting for the Chapman Radio Awards is open. Um, they took away the sports show, best sports show category, because they know that we'd sweep it from here on out until we are on campus. So they took it away. That's a lie. Um, and there's only, I believe there's only three or four sports shows. So, you know, we're up for best poster, best poster campaign. Obviously, if you've seen those posters around campus, give us a vote, best talk show, best whatever, whatever you'd like. Um, it doesn't matter if we win. Obviously, we've already won best sports show and Frankly, we just have had so much fun here that we don't really, I mean, obviously we just, we, we really just love Chapman Radio and everybody on air that we know, you know, it's, it's like a family. So just get out and show your support. We'd love to see you guys get in voting. I believe the link is in the bio of the Chapman Radio on Instagram. I believe that's just at Chapman Radio. So give them a follow. Give us a follow. Good news, bad news, more news, sports. I believe it's good, bad, more sports on Instagram. Of course, the fantasy hotline is open as well gbms.hotline at gmail we're still waiting for more emails to fall in um we've gotten a few scragglers here and there mostly from my <clears throat> parents but you know we're still <laughs> we're still hoping we're still hoping that it'll get used eventually um yeah just checking it nothing nothing too big yet anywho uh another thing is that we are looking at the ibs award nominations and we're still eagerly waiting to see if we've been nominated for best sports talk show best sports show has been announced but funny enough the one category that we really tried to gun for has been delayed and it's not being announced until the fifth so uh we'll keep you updated on that obviously the good bed more family we're all going to new york together so we'll give you live update updates on that hopefully we can get the opportunity the blessing to go to new york have a wonderful trip if not no big deal but I know a lot of people are gunning for us, and we will keep you guys updated. Anyways, into the football stuff and not the gushy, stupid stuff. We have our starts and sets. Um, so an interesting little a little plot line, if you guys have been following. I know last week we didn't have an episode, so we didn't really get to cover it. Leonard Fournette was out last week, and Rashad White took over the backfield, and now everyone's getting real excited. Everyone's getting real antsy. Oh, yeah. Rashad White, he's looking good. But no, start Leonard Fournette. He's one of my starts this week. And that's not because I don't believe in Rashad White. I don't believe, it's not like I don't believe the hype. I absolutely do. He looks fantastic. Young guy, good speed, good good size, just looks, looks like a real ground and pound runner. Not really good with the hands, but you're still going to start Lenny. Don't sit him. He's still a good football player. He will get targets. Worst case scenario, 
him and Rashad White will be splitting the backfield, like a 1A, 1B type situation, as Finn would usually say, so eloquently say. He's still a valuable running back, and right now you can't risk to sit him. Like you, There's nobody on the waivers or nobody that would you would stream in your bench that I would not do above Leonard Fournette. Unless you have Rashad White and Leonard Fournette, I wouldn't imagine sitting Leonard Fournette in any universe. Second start, Pat Fryermuth and Dalton Schultz, the two tight ends. I just decided to lump them in together. I love Pat Fryermuth this week against the Falcons. Falcons not really looking too hot. Lots of wee-woo-wee-woo injury alert. Wee-woo-wee-woo. We've got an injury alert. You almost got to hope it's a cramp. Yeah, no, the Falcons are not looking too hot. Not as the same with the Bears. Just really, really lots of injuries. Speaking to Bears, I'll cover them Cover them later. Pat Fryermuth against the Falcons. He just seems like an automatic lock. Dalton Schultz as well, posting a lovely, monstrous two-touchdown campaign last Thanksgiving against the Giants. Giants still a stingy, stingy pass uh, defense. Maybe a little, not as strong as their front line, but... Definitely, you didn't expect Dalton Schultz to have that big of a performance, um, but I'm starting both of them. Excuse me? I just got to take a sip of water. God, my throat is killing me. Oh. Should have brought chamomile tea. <clears throat> oh, God, I feel so much better. Anyways, third start, David Njoku. Uh <laughs> David Njoku, I don't like I don't like saying this start because bona fide woman respecter Deshaun Watson has returned. Get ready, ladies and gentlemen. Massages, massage parlors all over Cleveland are shutting their doors. Nobody, ugh, God, I hate him. I hate that this is the case, but he's back, and whether you like it or not, he's gonna shake up the fantasy scene, uh, especially heading into the playoffs. He's starting now. His first start in over two years now. Deshaun, in all of his time in Texas, however has been well above the league average when throwing to tight ends. And Deshaun, or David, David, blah, David Njoku, excuse me, David Njoku has been, he's been looking pretty consistent, whether, you, whether you've been paying attention or not. I just think that he has been too good to ignore. You know, it's not like he's been anything stellar. He had an excellent catch last week. I don't know if you saw that on any of the highlight reels, but he's been too good to ignore. He's posting up pretty consistent campaigns, so I would 100% still start, start him Next up, sit of the week, Mike Evans. Unfortunately, I love me some Mike Evans. He's been on my team, but this week I'm going to have to sit Mike Evans. I don't think I can this week because Jerry Judy's out, but sit Mike Evans. Uh, last time he played against New Orleans, he got suspended a game because of Marshawn Lattimore. That wasn't a really pretty scene, honestly, so I, would, I wouldn't expect him to get any better. He also had a shitty game, aside from getting suspended and throw out. Uh, and also, he's just coming off of a real, like, Real dud of a game. Nine targets and two catches. Yuck. A massive slump. Just unfavorable matchup. Just I'm trying to avoid him like the plague, really. Like until he until he proves that he can A catch balls consistently, you know, do the thing where he goes downfield, gets up, climbs the ladder, and wins those wins the uh, win those matchups. Like I'm not really confident in him. Second sit is Michael Pittman, number one receiver against a stingy Dallas defense. This whole Colts Jeff Saturday experiment uh, experiment is not really boding well fantasy wise. One week you got him, you know Matt Ryan starting and throwing a ton downfield. Next week you got Jonathan Taylor looking like he has never left, and so I just don't feel confident about even starting Michael Pittman. And I say this, I say sit him confidently because right now he's been kind of like he's kind of cemented himself as kind of like a flex stream play. 
sometimes favorable matchups can warrant him a start. But right now, I'd substitute him in whatever way you can. I don't think it's necessarily, I don't think it's necessarily a hot take or anything like that. But I think that you'd want to start uh, sit Michael Pittman. Uh, next up, sitting Aaron Jones, injured and playing against Chicago. And if he starts, I don't think it's likely he's going to be seeing a whole lot of opportunity, especially in the red zone when Aaron Rodgers has been making Christian Watson look good. Mr. Christian Watson has got 15 balls over the last five games and has still produced his insane numbers. He put it, I think like some like half of his catches have been touchdowns. It's just like, I don't see a world where Christian Watson isn't being targeted in the red zone and they're not using AJ Dillon on the goal line. You know, I just, he's just kind of been really shaky through practice in the last couple of games, a little bit inconsistent. Yeah. He's had some good games here or there, but, um, Jamal Williams has like triple the the Green Bay backfields touchdowns. It's just nothing you really want to be a part of, honestly. Uh, I'm doing more starts and sits, by the way, just because Finn is in here. So um, I figure I, I can make up for a little bit what Finn would be saying. Um, I'm sure Finn would also say sit Aaron Jones as well, especially knowing the injury designation. One second, I'm going to have a sip of water. <clears throat> Here we go. Oh, hold on. Whew. Here we go. Next up, sit Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, 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 I said it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know you're not going to sit him. That's fine. But I know. He's not going to get, he's going to get pounded against a really just gruesome Dallas defense who knows exactly what the Colts are going to be doing, what they're going to be scheming, even in the Jeff Saturday experiment. I see the game going two ways I see them using Jonathan Taylor a ton the Cowboys are a competent football team Mike McCarthy 100% knows what they're going to do I think they're going to be loading up the front line they're going to be anticipating that 100% or second game scenario they're going to be throwing it short and outside to their tight ends and second the receivers Michael Pitt excuse me Michael Pittman going to be stretching the field while their tight ends do the work I just don't see this really going well in any scenario for Jonathan Taylor. I The only way I could see him putting up a sizable fantasy performance is whether or not they get into the red zone and they just bell cow him and just send him in over and over and over and over again. Um, so just don't expect a whole lot from Jonathan Taylor. I know he's been he's been showing flashes, whatever, uh, first round, first overall. He's he's finally living up to potential, whatever. Just I, I, I don't feel really confident. Final two sits, number one, Juwan Johnson. I'm I'm sorry, like why <laughs> why are people starting him? It's not like he's gonna do anything crazy. And I thought that we would have learned by now that any tight end that has one or two big games, that just does not equal anything consistent. Um and I guess that showed last week when he put up a whole fat zero. Um and yeah, I, I he was started in my league and it was frankly embarrassing. And it was sad. And it was sad to watch. Um just kidding. I wouldn't blame you for starting. Jawan Johnson, but I think, you know, he was warranted a start. Maybe um, you could argue with the production that he was putting up the two weeks prior to last week, but now I just don't. I, I You shouldn't. Just stream someone. You're way better off that way, especially after that zero game. And playing the Bucks, I see them throwing to Chris Olave, of course. And finally, sit Jalen Waddle. Uh, yeah, another crazy, crazy sit of the week, whatever. But like I said earlier in my week what was it week 13 yeah week 13 outlook I the 49ers are playing the Miami Dolphins and I just 
I feel like I, I, I'm not as confident as I am in that two-headed dragon offensive scheme that I am if they're playing any other team except for the Niners. The Niners have the best defense in the league, and that's what's winning them games. So I think that Mr. Shanahan is going to be putting pulling a trick out of his pulling a trick up his sleeve. I I can see a world where Jalen Waddle is getting smothered um, and Tyree Kill is getting some good targets, and they may have to rely a little bit more on their backfield than Mike Gusecki. And, um, you yeah. maybe Jalen Waddle. I think he's projected around 12. I don't see him reaching 12. Potentially looking at an 8 to 10 point game. I don't see him really getting any deep target or deep catches, at least maybe some deep targets, but not a whole lot of deep catches and red zone opportunities for him. Anyways, to review, we have start Leonard Fournette, start Pat Fryermuth, start Dalton Schultz, and start David Njoku. Finally, sit Mike Evans, my sit of the week. Sit Michael Pittman, sit Aaron Jones, sit Jonathan Taylor, sit Jawan Johnson, tight end for the New Orleans Saints. I probably should have clarified that. Um, Jawan Johnson, sit, and finally sit Jalen Waddle. And with that, what are we going to do? I don't know. Just kidding. I have something planned. Ladies and gentlemen, the fantasy playoffs are approaching. And um, I was sitting in my bed, as I usually do when I'm a little bit under the weather. My back hurt. Boy, I was grumpy. And, uh... I was just thinking about all this craziness that, like, what's just been kind of leading up. And life gets crazy. You know, finals are coming up. It's always a busy time for any office <laughs> office scenario. And it, wherever you are, it, it, things are going to ramp up. Um, just getting ready for the holiday season. It's kind of hard to lose track of where we are in terms of, like, a fantasy scape, you know. So I figured why not just help everybody get their, like, heads on, head on straight, get their mindset straight for this next three coming weeks, Coming into the holiday season. And so with that, I have 32 takeaways for the Fantasy Playoffs NFL Team Edition. So I'm going to be going down the list of every single NFL team, and I'm going to give my take on what their team outlooks are and their implications for the Fantasy Football Playoffs. And so I hope I hope to, I hope to help you guys kind of like really just settle down, ground yourself, and kind of understand where you're at and where the league is at because it's hard to let just things it's not hard to let things just kind of go if you're not paying attention you know you just set it and forget it let your lineup do the work you know you probably won or probably won last week with the high scoring performances from the usual suspects so with this in mind I think this is this is going to be really really good for anybody listening here um, just to really help you get get acquainted for the playoffs going ahead. First off with the Arizona Cardinals starting off, DeAndre Hopkins, in my opinion, is the league winner. And if you have Kyler Murray, I would be a little bit concerned, especially going forward. Um, he's been injury prone. There's been a lot of controversy on Twitter. I don't... He, my confidence is hit in him has waned a little bit, especially coming from weeks 9 through... Like weeks 9 and 10, I feel like we were expecting him to start making that jump in production, but he just hasn't. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, however, has looked fantastic. Probably like one of the biggest stashes, draft steals of the year. I mean, yeah, he's suspended six games for allegedly, I'm doing air quotes, allegedly doing steroids. Um, but ever since he's been back, he's been, you know, top three wide receiver. God, he's so consistent. I, I love DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Atlanta Falcons. Cordell Patterson is back and he is here to stay. Uh, you got to hope for him to stay consistent. I think he will. I think that he is 100% an RB1, you know, going to be putting up RB1 numbers for the rest of the year, punt returning, 
bell cow role in the backfield, and they've got really no one to throw to. So I would say start him. Always, always, always expect for him to be a solid stalwart for your fantasy team going into the playoffs. Anybody else on the Falcons, I wouldn't, I wouldn't start them. For the Baltimore Ravens, I wouldn't count on Lamar being as consistent as you would like him to be. And when I say consistent, I think that we're all expecting Lamar to have those crazy rushing performances, crazy high numbers, you know, putting up 30s, 40s, even 50s. But I just, especially with the recent injuries, with Mark Andrews looking sort of shaky, uh, injuries to the front line, I I think Lamar, we're kind of seeing him being have to f- like throw the ball to some subpar receivers. And while he's still putting up like really serviceable numbers, I mean, he's still an excellent quarterback and I would be starting him. I just don't get your hopes up and don't raise your expectations a- as high as they would have been with those crazy numbers. I just don't see him having that volatile performance these next three weeks, maybe in the later days of the playoffs, but definitely something to monitor. For the Buffalo Bills, not much I can say in terms of the usual suspects. However, my big takeaway is that I would stash James Cook. He could be a potential league winner. So pick him up right away if he's still available. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say he's available in probably like 60% of ESPN leagues. I know he's not available in mine, but he's been kind of like working his way up. Naheem Hines is a non-factor, and Devin Singletary, especially this game, I think it was a little bit more of a split backfield and. Bills are obviously going to operate on the hot hand. So if James Cook gets hot and he catches fire, you might be able to capture that. So look for a James uh, James Cook explosion game in the next two weeks, and I would start him immediately. Af- I would start him immediately after that explosion game. So go out and get yourself some James Cook. Carolina Panthers. Uh, DJ Moore is the only shining hope on this team. Do not start anybody else, and DJ Moore at best is a flex play. So yeah, not looking super hot. If you're the uh, Carolina Panthers, Tyler Tremble, though. Let's hope Tyler Tremble can do something. <laughs> For the Chicago Bears, uh, we all love to see Justin Fields doing well, but he's just kind of a big, big question mark, and it comes at a horrible time um, with the playoffs. And even if he's playing, I, I just I wouldn't start him until he really puts on that production. He's just such a risky pick nowadays. And, you know, we had... Nate, who who started for the was it Nathan Peterman who started for the Bears? I'm, I'm that might be like just such a crazy name that I'm pulling out of my ass, but it's just Chicago Bears. I wouldn't be looking to start anybody else. Darnell Mooney on IR. Cole Komet has gone back down to fantasy irrelevance. Unfortunately, I was kind of excited to see if he could do anything, but even if Justin Fields is playing, I would probably stream another quarterback but whoever I don't think anybody was drafting Justin Fields with the intentions of starting him ever so anywho (laughs) Cincinnati Bengals um any receiver needs to be started except if your name is Tyler Boyd unfortunately my Finn and I's Tyler Boyd and T Higgins bet did not pay off well in my favor Jamar Chase is back T Higgins has been looking phenomenal and Tyler Boyd has just not been able to pick up the slack so you're going to be looking for some good consistency there. Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson is back, and if he's still available to pick uh, to pick him up, pick him up. Uh, Amari Cooper, he's coming. David Njoku, he's coming. The Browns are back, baby. Hold your loved ones. Hold them, hold them real tight. Um, Dallas Cowboys, Dalton Schultz could potentially be another league winner that I was talking about. If he is, <clears throat> excuse me, if he is still on 
the waivers right now. I'd go out and immediately pick him up. I'm really liking what I'm seeing from Dalton Schultz and D- Dak Prescott and their chemistry that they're building. Um, it's really reminiscent of what you expected to draft him, you know, what you were expecting when you drafted him, kind of that 2021 season, you know, chemistry that they really developed, especially in the, the red zone. Um, so, yeah, definitely be looking out for him. I, I really hope he succeeds. I, I drafted him uh, as my starting tight end. I believe it was in the ninth or eighth round, and he has been kind of disappointing. But hopefully he changes that, turns that around. Uh, Denver Broncos, don't. Detroit Lions, Jameson Williams, he's coming. He's coming. Pick him up. <laughs> Stash him away. Jameson Williams is coming back. I'm really, really excited as a Lions fan. As a fantasy player or football watcher, I would also be really excited as well. Keep track of that storyline. And I'd also have to say that Amon Ra is going to be just phenomenal for the rest of the year. Going to take a quick water break here. It gets better every time. Um... Green Bay Packers, now moving on. Speaking of Green Bay Packers and Detroit Lions, a little side note, Aiden Hutchinson, defensive player of, wait, defensive rookie of the the month? Yeah, defensive rookie of the month. And Christian Watson, the subject of our Green Bay Packers inquiry, is the offensive rookie of the month. And I would start Christian Watson every week going forward, and it, it really pains me to say because it's one of those statistical outliers where, they're not receivers are not getting a whole lot of targets, um, which is something that you always look for a nice little benchmark. But Christian Watson has just been doing so so well, and he's really been Aaron Rodgers' only consistent red zone opportunity uh, opportunist to rely on. So, um, yeah, I begrudgingly admit that you should probably be starting Christian Watson. So be looking for that Houston Texans. I don't think that there's any players on this team that you can feel confident anymore. And I think Damian Pierce has lost his lost his fantasy golden child privileges. He's just been absolutely abysmal. I really want to pull up the numbers just because I he's just left such a sour taste in my mouth. I'm going to look up Damian Pierce right now. He just has been really, really disappointing, especially with how he started the season. Last few games, oh, gross. Ten carries for... Eight yards? Oh, my God. For 2.7 points. And last week against Miami, five carries for eight yards and three receptions for 3.1 points. Yikes. Yeah, no, he's lost his privileges. He hasn't been a good boy. He's been a naughty, naughty boy for the last couple of weeks. Um, Yuck. Yeah, don't... It, I mean, it's not like you're not going to start Damian Pierce, but... You just can't feel super-duper good about that. Moving on to the Colts, the Jeff Saturday experiment continues. And I got to remind you guys listening at home that the Jeff Saturday experiment is exactly that. It's just an experiment for all those you don't know. Jeff Saturday, former ESPN analysis and longtime center for the Colts, has taken over as the interim coach for the team, and he's just... He's just going buck wild. He's just going crazy. What is going on? He's a madman. He's literally a crazy madman. So he's he's an ex- it's an experiment. You know, don't count on any sort of Colts player living up to what you expect. Just kind of go in no expectations. There's no sort of consistency that I can foresee here. And like like I said, I mean I st- I'm I'm saying sit Michael Pittman and sit Jonathan Taylor. It, it's gonna be crazy. I don't I don't necessarily think that you can rely on the Colts game plan at all. 
Yeah, I think that I think that kind of explained that. It's a little bit of a kerfuffle, honestly, the Indianapolis Colts fantasy and league-wise. But, um, yeah, just be on the lookout for that. Jacksonville Jaguars, I'd also say that another good stash would be Trevor Lawrence. I know I, pr- I, I feel like in a, I believe it was four weeks ago, about a month ago, I said that Trevor Lawrence could be a really, really good stash and a player to pick up and stream going forward, and I was correct because Trevor Lawrence is now looking like a little bit more of a legitimate quarterback. Pulled out that win against the Ravens, and now he's projected around 20 points. So I would pick him up right now, uh, especially I think the Cardinals are on by this week as well. So he'd be a good streaming option from now and going forward. Kansas City Chiefs, there's a lot of hype going around. Isaiah Pacheco, the rookie running back. Um, I don't think he's going to be a league winner he might save you a few times, but I just wouldn't get too comfortable with the Chiefs' backfield and Isaiah Pacheco. I know he got a lot of people excited with Clyde Edwards-Alaire going down and him receiving the starting rule last week against the Chargers. Um, but I just I just don't get too comfy, don't get too comfy with Isaiah Pacheco. I don't see him doing anything super spectacular. Las Vegas Raiders, um... Pray you don't play against Josh Jacobs. I think that's it. I think Devontae Adams is also pretty good. I think we're not giving him enough credit just because just because Josh Jacobs has been going off. But Devontae Adams has been kind of putting up pretty historic numbers for a receiver his age after being traded. Like He's just really exceeding expectations, and it's super good to see. With that being said, Los Angeles Chargers, same division. Uh, if Justin Herbert continues to play like this, uh, you're in for a good treat. You're, you should be feeling really, really good in the playoffs, um, especially with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen finally seeming to get a little bit less injured, if that's what you can call it. <laughs> they're both really, really inconsistent, but when they're both back, Justin Herbert is a stud I love it. I'm so, so excited to see how the Chargers fan out in these next coming weeks. Look for them for sneaky playoff contenders. Um, Los Angeles Rams, um, don't. Just, like, please don't. God damn. Allen Robinson, he's injured, too? Oh, my God. Isaiah. Oh, wait, not Isaiah. Oh, wait, Ben Skoranek, though. Oh, Ben Skoranek. <laughs> Oh, I bet Finn's going to really love that one. Um, Anyways, Miami Dolphins. Backfield is still an ongoing situation, and uh, you should probably be a part of it. So I'd still say that the Dolphins' backfield is pretty hot, pretty fresh, in my opinion. So I'd say go out and try to get any Dolphins' backfield players. Minnesota Vikings, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, and TJ Hawkinson are the only relatively startable fantasy players. TJ Hawkinson probably being the biggest surprise for me. Uh, it's good, always good to see a former Lion succeed, blah, 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 whatever. He broke my heart. I'm never going to love again. Whatever. It's fine. But, yeah, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, and TJ Hawkinson, really the only people that belong starting every week or in your in your lineup, maybe not even Adam Thielen. New England Patriots, uh, Nick Folk is the best and most consistent player on their team fantasy-wise, and that is not a joke Nick Folk has been a really, really good kicker. Um, funny enough, if you're playing with full point kicking league, he's just been putting up bomb after bomb, putting up multiple double-digit performances in the last five weeks. And you can't say that about Ramondre Stevenson or Mac Jones or Jacoby Myers or Devontae Parker. So 
Moving on to the New Orleans Saints, Chris Olave all the way. Um, that's what I'm just saying for them. I'm a diehard Olave fan. I think that he's still going to be fantastic, and I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes in the lower the lower section of the top wide receivers probably be like wide receiver 11, wide receiver 12 on the year. New York Giants, Danny Dimes is another questionable person to monitor, but I'd be looking at his upside, honest to God. No receivers, um, especially rest in, uh, rest in peace by Ron Pringle out for the season with an ACL torn. So he's got no one to throw to. Saquon Barkley and him are carrying the offense on their backs. I'd be looking for Danny Dimes and his rushing upside. So another good stash person to monitor. New York Jets. The passing game has been busted wide open. One of the biggest storylines from last last week. Mike White got the start over certified mommy man, Zach Wilson. Um, so he's going to be throwing. All, he looked to be just not only better at throwing the ball he just looked a lot more confident and trustworthy in his receivers so guys like Garrett Wilson are now completely like just totally did a 180 I mean Garrett Wilson went off last week as well the rushing attack is still really good and now Mike White is just kind of busting this whole just just office offense open um super good to see I love Mike White I remember last year when he was playing with um Michael Carter they just had an excellent chemistry together and totally just like tore up the league so once again he's breaking the fantasy world Mike White we'd love to see it Philadelphia Eagles uh you better pray to God that AJ Brown doesn't suck going forward he's just been like really boomer bust like way too boomer bust for me to feel comfortable right now um you know especially because you expect so much from him like either he's there or he is just absolutely not there so you better hope he gets his shit together I know I am um He's still a phenomenal player. He's still still so good, but he's just kind of been in a slump recently, and I feel like we're seeing those trends as well. I mean, Josh Allen, Ramondre Stevenson, Devin Singletary, all have just kind of been going through some crazy slumps. Um, so yeah, be be on the monitor, be on the lookout, monitoring that situation as well. Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, Najee being injured. He got injured last week. Wee woo wee woo. We've got an we injury woo, we alert. Woo. We've got an injury alert. You almost gotta hope it's a cramp. Yeah, Najee's. Najee's hurt, and that's a death sentence for the Steelers. Don't. Uh, I mean, if Kenny Pickett can get his shit together, I think this is a tough one. Actually, I was I was writing this, and I was hesitant because I have in my notes that I didn't feel confident starting anybody on the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I don't. It's a really really challenging situation to analyze, especially just because Kenny Pickett is a rookie, and you've got guys like Pickens, Deontay Johnson, and. Pat Fryermuth, of course, just kind of being able to, you know, be there and be able to help win games. But, oh, yeah. I wouldn't, I guess my, my advice going forward is don't start anybody unless proven otherwise. So I'd say give them like a, a one strike policy on the bench if they've performed well, then start, then start them again. San Francisco 49ers might be a controversial take here, but I'm still not convinced that Christian McCaffrey is that guy or a top 10 pick every week and I I think that people aren't recognizing like he was splitting carries with Jeff Wilson for a specific reason whether that be injury control keeping him fresh for later whether that be because he just isn't as explosive as a runner as they want him to be in that game plan maybe because they're still adjusting either way I just I don't feel confident about him being what he is supposed to be um 
for what he's supposed to be and what many people are expecting, if that makes sense. Um, so be careful. He's also on the injury designation list. He was a limited participant at today's practice, Thursday, December 1st. So I would be, I would be careful. It's probably, probably a good way to approach it going forward. Just be, be careful. Seattle Seahawks, um, Tyler Lockett, another name that I was really happy to see as well. Um, just kind of pop up again and again. I think he's a must start every week. Man is cranking out double digit games like he's nobody's business. He is the he is the flex play. I love Tyler Lockett as a wide receiver three. Oh my God, he is the flex play. Even as a your second wide receiver, I would I would probably maybe not a must start, but like I think that you would start him in a lot of circumstances, but. Tyler Lockett, so yummy. He's kind of transformed into a Mike Evans-type role where he is just super-duper consistent. I love watching him in play. Even when the Seahawks offense has been faltering, they've been in a little bit of a slump going two and three their last five. Tyler Lockett has still been a pretty good constant. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, speaking of Mike Evans, if Brady can get his shit together, I, I think that you can believe the hype. Like You can kind of get back and expect things to go well, and we all know playoff Brady is good, so... Not good, actually. I feel like that was a total cop-out word. He's phenomenal. Like, Tom Brady playoff, I think he is going to at least try and get his shit together, try and work extra hard to build that chemistry with Mike Evans and Godwin and Lenny, all the guys, just because if they're not producing, then Tom Brady isn't going to get his playoff appearance and all the attention that he loves and adores. So I think that you can expect maybe a, a big change in the the Bucks offense. I wouldn't – actually, I'm just going to go for it. I'd say the Bucks get their shit together. I think that I have been in the game too long to not trust Tom Brady, even if he's 45. He's going to get his shit together. That's what we said last year, even if he's 44. There's no way he's going to do it. He's going to do it. So I think it'll come on time, and maybe in the playoffs too. Mike Evans, Lenny, Chris Godwin, all going to be really great players. So look out for that when you're playing. Uh, second to last, Tennessee Titans. Not much else. Not much to say that already hasn't been said. You know, Derrick Henry's really good. Their tight end situation is really sneaky. Ryan Tannehill. The only big, like, noticeable thing that I have to say is that Traylon Burks has looked absolutely phenomenal off of that injury break after taking a trip to IR. Traylon Burks, the rookie, drafted in the first round. He's been looking really good, and uh, it's always good to see a rook get out there and get some targets, command some, command some targets. But he's been especially successful as a deep threat which is a little bit new especially for a rookie so he's a really interesting case study a stash player and if it's not too late for the trade deadline I don't think it is for my league but you know I would say go out and get him if you can um, but if you have him just mm, he could be a sneaky playoff game winner last Washington commanders my biggest question mark my biggest thing to note is the backfield uh, especially after dominating last week. Brian Robinson had the game of his career so far. I mean, his you know, rookie career really played eight games or so. Uh, Brian Robinson looked fantastic. Um, I'm really curious to see how this rushing attack progresses, and it seems to be working out really nicely. Uh, I, I really I think best-case scenario is that they incorporate it really well with Taylor Heineke's rushing ability kind of look for like a Gus Edwards situation two years ago when he was really healthy and Lamar Jackson was running a lot and they were just having those downfield targets with, you know, Marquise Brown, take Terry McLaurin, put him downfield, 
just kind of get the field wide open for the potential runners. I think Brian Robinson could really strive in that. Another situation to monitor. And with that, I just talked for 50 gosh darn minutes. I'm really proud of myself. Um, anyways, folks at home, thank you for bearing with me. Uh, it's been such a pleasure to come back after a long break. Uh, wow. Just kind of weird. It's a little lonely. I, I really do miss Finn. And I, I know you guys do as well. Uh, we miss him so very much. We will be back in action in full swing and getting you ready for the fantasy football playoffs. I'll have some mantras, have a new segment. We'll have some new sound effects. We're so ready and geared up to help you guys make it to the end of the year, fantasy-wise and in life-wise. So with that, this has been good news, bad news, more news, sports. I have been Ryan, the permanent guest. Stay tuned, of course, for the incomparable same wavelength radio. So good. Um, I wonder what they're going to do. I think probably some sort of Spotify rap thing where they're talking about their their Spotify wrapped. But anyways, this has been good news, bad news, more news, sports, taking your fantasy team to next levels. I'm bringing back the outro. Take care, ladies and germs. I'll see you later.